0: We all know that ultimately, to grow a company that can run without us overseeing every critical detail, we must get to a point where we can delegate decisions. Sounds easy. And of course, it's not as easy as it sounds. But there's one thing I think holds business owners back more than any other. Stay tuned to hear what it is. Running a service business can be hard. Welcome to Service Industry Success, hosted by Brian Harding. Each week, Brian will look at real-world strategies for building the business you are dreaming of, while also sharing tactics to get through some of the most frustrating parts of business ownership with a lot more ease. Let's get started. So one of the worst, hardest parts of owning a business is having a team you can't fully trust to make decisions. And honestly, this is something we rarely would admit sometimes even to ourselves, certainly not to our employees, definitely not to customers, but this is a thing. This is a thing that we all have to kind of fight through is is getting to a point where we can trust employees to make decisions. We cannot grow a company of any significance at all if we are the ones who have to make all the critical decisions. And this is uh, one of those battles in business ownership that based on my experience, the vast majority of people uh, try to fight nature here and try to say, yeah, but I'm going to be able to pull it off. And they may not say it consciously, but they they behave as though they're going to be the exception to this rule. Yeah, I want to grow a big company. I want to have lots of freedom. I want to, be able to take vacations. I want to not be able to work, for, not to work very much, but I'm not going to really ever be at a place where I'm going to do, do, you know trust my team to make all the decisions. I'm going to retain control of that, which is where you guys have heard me hear, You know, talk about you can't do that. You can't have control and freedom. You have to choose until your company gets to a certain size, and, and and you have certain controls in place, and you'll have controls in place, and you'll have freedom. But this idea that you're gonna have all this time away and all this time off, and retrain and retain making all the critical decisions is is just not reality, in my opinion. So why does this suck when you have a team that you can't fully trust to make decisions? And again, I know that you would never say this out loud. Probably. Uh, I don't hear a lot of other folks talking about it, but it's a, it's a thing. I know it's a thing. Why does it suck? Well, like I just said, you end up working tons of hours. There's no continuity with the team. If you're the one that has to make all the decisions or they're, they're, they're working together less, they're going to you more. Things go wrong when you're not looking or when you're not available to make decisions or when they try to make decisions that they're not really qualified or capable of making, but we're, we're kind of, pushing them to try to do those things. Improvements don't stick. We we play whack-a-mole with with problems. We solve a problem and, and nine weeks later, we're solving the same problem again or three weeks later or t- or tomorrow <laughs> in some cases. Training and onboarding is inconsistent or inadequate. Customers are disappointed. You feel like you're not making any progress. The company is not improving. Morale suffers. Your mood suffers. You find yourself micromanaging because It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You believe you can't trust them. Then they do something really, uh, they make a bonehead decision. Like, this is why I can't trust them. I got to pay more attention. I got to manage more what they're doing. And next thing you know, you're micromanaging. And then you get to a point where where you're just so overwhelmed. You just throw your hands up in frustrations. When you reach the boiling point, you lose, you lose good people. Like all these things happen. So why does this happen? Well, lots of reasons, but mainly because. In my opinion, business owners approach gaining the skills, knowledge, abilities, and wisdom necessary to build a successful business as something that they themselves must acquire. They, they look at this, this volume of knowledge as something that they themselves must acquire. And so in my opinion, we get out there on the wrong foot, almost immediately heading down a path that is, to say the least, bumpy, which is what I just described with all these things, you know, morale issues, improvement issues continuity issues, tons of hours being worked, lots of frustration. That is the path that people go down when the business owner has this approach of the knowledge that must be gained is something they themselves must acquire. So I know some of you are listening going, what? Of course I must acquire that stuff, dummy. What are you talking about? Well, hang on a second. What should our goal be instead? I see my role as a business owner, as a person who is responsible Not for acquiring all this wisdom and knowledge so I can make great decisions, but rather as a person responsible to find, develop, filter, improve, and transfer this knowledge to my team so they can make great decisions. My goal is not to learn all these things. My goal is to have my employees be more fluent than, whenever that is, next week, next month, next year, five years from now, than I am today. My goal is to make them more capable in these areas than I am today. Because when they're more capable than I am today, they can make really good decisions that I can trust. And when they're making decisions I can trust, I can go do other stuff. So this whole thing is because I'm a selfish guy. This whole thing is because I'm selfish and I want what I want. The biggest mistake I, I think business owners make relating to the knowledge that must be gained to make good decisions is seeing themselves and their abilities and their ability to utilize this information as the final destination. Once I learn all these things, and once I can make all these great decisions, and once I have all this stuff figured out, then we're going to be in great shape. When in fact, all this knowledge, wisdom, and ability is utterly useless for anyone except the one using it to make decisions. So if I'm if I'm not going to to delegate decision-making, then there's no point in the team learning that stuff. But if I'm but if I want to grow a company that will give me freedom I have to delegate decision making. If I'm going to delegate decision making then the person making the decisions is the one that has to have all this knowledge and wisdom and ability. I can't have an expectation that they make good decisions but I retain all the wisdom and knowledge. That is not going to work. The only solution is for me to be the conduit to transfer this knowledge to them so they have more knowledge than when I'm going to rely on them to make decisions than I have now. I'm just a funnel. I literally look at myself as like a funnel. Like I, I, I hear all this stuff out there and I hear ideas and some of them I think are great. Some of them I think are like they're ludicrous. And I just, I have to filter that and I have to, I have to, I have to take all this stuff and get it down to a, a finer point and I can put it in the right order and teach people things so they can make great decisions so I can do other stuff. So, if you have employees taking care of your customers who don't have this knowledge, they will have no choice but to call people who do. Therefore, we cannot be free and unwilling or unable to provide this knowledge to the people who we want to make decisions. Which, for me, was the lowest possible level. This is one of the things I learned from my years in process improvement, way before I was a business owner, way before I even really had um, large teams of people that I managed. I learned, you know, I spent a year writing procedures at one point in my career. I learned lots of stuff about process improvement, and one of the things that I learned in that whole period of my career, in you know, learning Kaizen and ISO nine thousand stuff, all these you know, largely manufacturing things, but I think they're absolutely hundred percent applicable to service businesses. Is decisions need to be made at the lowest level possible if our goal is improvement, and our goal is for the for the managers to be free in, in in my world, business owners to be free then we have to let people make decisions at the lowest possible level. What I hear is business owners say they want to have this, where they have freedom, but they retain decision-making at the highest possible level, meaning I'm going to make all the big decisions, and a few I'm going to let my managers make, and even fewer than that I'm going to let my supervisors make, and the people on the front line, like the least amount of decisions they can make, the better. Well, that's fine. You're building a business where you have a lot of control, but that is not going to give you freedom. I want freedom. I'm a selfish guy. I like to be on the beach. I don't want to be doing things all day long that I can pay somebody $22 an hour to do. That's just how I am. So again, this is something I learned that it, it's a critical, foundational, structural, organizational choice we have to make. Our decisions be made at the lowest level possible, or the highest level possible. It's rare that you would have anything in between, but you might, I suppose. And the, the price we pay for that freedom, it honestly, is recognition. We have to give up being the one who wants the recognition for having all the answers and being the go-to person and being the smartest person in the room and all these things that feel really good, but we can't retain that stuff and also have freedom. So what are the kinds of things we must transfer knowledge on? Well, what are the instinctual questions we all ask? Let's just start with that. And and this is kind of the predicate for how I approach a lot of the things I train and, and education we do, or I did, I should say. Let's say a close friend of yours called you in a panic and said, I'm coming to your house to pick you up. I need your help with something. I'll be there in like 20 minutes. Click. <laughs> and you're like, okay, well, this is a good friend of mine. I'm, yeah, I mean, there's something clearly is going on. I, I'm happy to help. And they get to your house and you jump in the car and you close the door. What's the first thing you're likely to ask? In almost all cases, the first thing we're going to ask is, where are we going? And the next thing we're likely to ask is, why are we going there? And then all subsequent questions are going to be some version of, of how are we going to do what we need to get done? That is, the, that is the order most, that's just how our brains are wired. This is not something we can, we can turn off or, or circumvent. This is how our brains are wired. And that's why I like the what, why, how framework. You guys have heard me talk about that before. I think it's episodes 82 and 83. If you don't know, go back and check those out. They're, they're, they're described, um, uh, I'm pretty sure it's 82 and 83. Anyhow. That's why I like that framework is because we're addressing these things in the order our brains naturally work more than that in a minute. First, let me tell you all about uh, some of the questions that we've been addressing in real time in my new weekly group service business Academy. I'm super excited about this group. I really, the, the, the feeling of it is, is productive and light and, uh, uh, it just, is addressing what people need right now. I really, really am liking what we're doing here. Um, one of the questions was, how do you encourage interdepartmental interdepartmental communication with your team so they're proactively solving and avoiding problems? How do you know when it's time to step in and when it's time to let them figure things out on their own? Great question. And we had a great conversation about that. One of the most productive conversations we had because we, we really touched on some things that helped lots of people. How do I put a plan together so I don't have another huge tax payment for next year? So We just had tax time and we had a couple of folks in our group who were who um, luckily were very successful last year, but they had a huge tax payment. I'm like, how do I, how do I not have this be so painful at the at the tax time next year? How do you push improvements and get things done rapidly without freaking your team out by by with you know with too much change? That was a question. How do I know if it makes sense for me to get fine? Sorry, how do I know if it makes sense for me to finance growth versus waiting until I have cash in hand to grow? That was a great question also. When does it make sense to buy a property we work out of and what should we consider when doing so? So listen, you're not doing yourself any favors by committing to a plan of learning every lesson in business the hard way. You shouldn't have to learn every lesson in business the hard way. These are not things that we're born knowing. Do yourself a favor and save all that time, money, energy, and aggravation that comes from learning how to solve problems through trial and error. Come get help from people, including me and other business owners just like you, who have been right where you are. Membership costs less than you think. I can nearly guarantee the price will not be an obstacle. To try a meeting out at no charge, just send a quick introductory email to hello at serviceindustrysuccess.com with the word group in the subject line. Again, price is not going to be an issue. I can almost promise that. There's zero risk to try it out. You shoot me the email. I send you the Zoom link. Come check it out. If you like it, great. If you don't, that's okay. Just shoot, just shoot me a quick introductory email. When I say introductory, I mean like name, name your company, how many employees you got, what industry you're in. Good enough. To hello at serviceindustrysuccess.com with the word group in the subject line. All right. So our goal, in my opinion, one of the, one of the things that I see the most progress in business owners is when the goal shifts from how do I learn all the stuff necessary to build a thriving business to how do I get my team educated and trained so, so they can make decisions I can trust and those decisions be made at the lowest possible level. Once that shift happens, the entire strategy changes. It's not about me acquiring and retaining all this knowledge. That unlocks all the things that we need, like customer satisfaction and growth and and all the things that come along with that stuff. Once it's not about me acquiring and holding this information, it becomes about me disseminating, filtering, teaching, and educating this information to people that can make really awesome decisions that we all can trust at the lowest possible level. Man, it's, it's a game changer. So, you've heard me talk about this before. You can have freedom or control, and not both. This is what I mean when I say that. You cannot build a company where you, as a business owner, get to acquire and learn all these great things and read great books and then parse out little pieces that, to managers and then fewer pieces still to supervisors and then fewer pieces still to, to frontline employees. Like, the, the, all when the decisions are made at the highest possible level. You, you just can't have freedom. and You you will have to micromanage people because they don't have the, the education, the wisdom, and knowledge to make a decision. So you have to, or you have to pay somebody at a high level to do those things. So, you know, you can build a company where you get all the credit for knowing all this stuff. I get that. But you can't do that and simultaneously expect your team to make decisions you can trust. So once I began intentionally teaching every single thing I knew so I could trust our team to make good decisions, it wasn't long until I had freedom, which for me was I went to working four days a week, and then I went to working three days a week, and then honestly, it was hard for me to find things to do for three days a week because I didn't have that much stuff to do anymore. The decision making was all done at the lowest possible level, and I was teaching teaching um, the managers how to be business owners almost. And in fact, they are business owners now. That's that's how I was able to to sell and leave. So it's a different in strategy entirely once we go from having this thought process like I have to learn and adapt and and you know incorporate and implement all this stuff. No, my job is not to do that stuff. My job is to go out and find and filter through and understand things so I can teach it to people so they have a, a better understanding then than I have now. I need to teach these things so decisions be made so I can trust my frontline employee at a higher level than I trust my managers today. That is when I will have freedom. That is when I won't have to micromanage people anymore. And it's just a it's just a different strategy. It doesn't I promise you? It does not take any more time. It takes less time. It it's much easier to do it that way than to try to withhold all this knowledge and information, and uh, and again expect people to make really good decisions. It's just it's just not reasonable for that to happen. So, um, don't forget try my new group out, Service Business Academy. It's been a lot of fun so far. We're having a great time there, and people are getting really good help. Like they're really solving some problems that they have, uh, and, and again. Step by step actionable solutions to problems they have. Some bigger, some problems are bigger than others. Some problems are, are pretty easy. We get through them in like five, 10 minutes. Some take a little more in depth analysis and we, and we really dive into things. It's a, it's a great mixture, providing great immediate problem solving. Again, no charge. Come check it out. Send a quick introductory email to uh, hello at serviceindustrysuccess.com with the word group in the subject line. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't yet. Share this podcast with a friend or colleague who's a business owner in service industry give us a rating review and if you're watching this on video like put something in know you know put something in the in the comments like tell me you think i'm full of crap it's okay tell me you think this was helpful um tell me what you liked about it tell me what you hated about it uh again uh, this whole thing is brian versus the algorithm that is the game we're playing on video especially on like rumble and youtube and things like that that is the game in the podcast world it's all about subscribe share rating review all that kind of stuff so whatever help you can give i really appreciate it Um, This has been a a lot of fun. We're helping lots of folks, and I just want to continue helping as many people as we can. And uh, that's it for this week, and I'll see you all next week.